The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, tested and proven at thousands of GORUCK events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GORUCK brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear and events, and a portion of every purchase and every event registration you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. Well, hello and welcome, world belated. Merry Christmas and a happy new year from the Solid 7 Podcast, a better than average podcast, if I do say so myself. And I think we all know that I do. This is, of course, not a show about nothing, but it's also not a show about any one thing. Each week we get together with a guest, talk about whatever is going on in the world that interests us and we think it will interest you too. And what better way to close out the year here on the Solid Seven Podcast than with podcast regular Professor Rebecca Strangarity. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It's overdue. I know. I'm giving myself an applause. You know, <laughs> Josh, who we, we miss and shall not be named, would always do the applause for me. So I'm applauding myself. Yeah. Started the year with a co-host, finished without. Interesting year here at the podcast. Okay, it's been great. Yeah. What we should have done, and actually now that I'm saying this, Kale, I wish we would have, I wish I would have gone back through the pod and pulled out my favorite episodes because this is the end of the year. This is coming out Monday the 26th. Mm-hmm. We could have reflected on the best of the best, yes. which obviously they're all the ones with me. Of but course. after me, you have had killer Yes, on the pod this year. My dude, you have yeah. been crushing it. And I'm not going to lie, my favorite episodes have not been the ones where you had me on. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I wish that I could say that, but I have surpassed myself and wow. ended that title off. So let's, let's be honest. There's, there's one reason and only one reason that any of the episodes are any good at all. Uh, the the Christian listeners would like for me to say Jesus, and I probably should, but we all know that it's that it's Jocko Go. That it's we are of course fueled by Jocko Go. Becca is all ready to go. Let's crack these bad boys. I'm what going you, pink mist, pink mist lemonade. Okay. So I'm going. I think it's called sour apple sniper. I was going to say sniper yes. apple, but it's sour apple. I love this. This is the new and improved flavor. Cheers, my, oh my friend. Gosh. That's so good. It really is stupid good. Listen, a little a little behind the scenes for the podcast here is uh, that, of course, many of the Jocko mm-hmm. Go flavors. I will I will not do the typical mini Jocko Go commercial right now. I won't do it. It's delicious. Uh, it's, and nutritious. It's and nutritious. And you should check it out. And uh, you can visit their website and use our promo code uh, SOLID7, S-O-L-I-D-7, for 10% off. There. That's the mm. mini commercial. Now, many of their flavors, though are signature flavors. They're named for someone. They were made that flavor for someone. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine is not one of those. It's just a delicious take on pink lemonade. Yours, however, is named for Navy SEAL sniper J.P. Donnell, who, of course, served with Jocko himself uh, in course. Task Unit Bruiser and SEAL Team 3 in, in Ramadi and uh, you know, served with guys like Mike Mansoor and, and Chris Kyle. And, and J.P. is an awesome guy. Now he works with Jocko and Leif Echelon Front. 
I love it. And, and JP is an awesome guy. He's, he's uh, a believer, a pretty outspoken believer and wow. just, you know, uh, great, great voice on, on leadership in general. And, uh, we've connected some here and there, and there's been some back and forth with JP mm-hmm. and I about coming on the podcast. And here's Stop the it. deal. Here's the deal. I will deal. lose my effing mind. JP is, he's a, he's a busy guy. Echelon front, like they're, they're up to a lot of things. Yeah. Legitimate people. So, and so we just haven't made it happen yet. So okay. I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying listeners that you should, sorry for the noise in the background, Christmas elves, I'm sure. Um, I'm not saying listeners that you should absolutely go and blow up JP's social media about coming on the podcast. Because we're not obnoxious here at the Solid Seven Podcast, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. But you know, do you do you post a link to an episode? Like, do you repost one of our posts about the podcast and be like, "Would love to hear JP Donnell on here. It's the perfect fit." Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's up to you guys. It's it, for now. It's a free country, mm-hmm. uh, depending on where you're listening from. Uh, like, if it's California, not so much. Um, but, uh, you know, do you say, you know, hey, 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 JP, when when are you coming on the Solid 7 podcast? I'm just saying, I'm just, these are just ideas. Right, right. That I'm throwing out there. But no, we, we've had some, he is a super busy guy. I do think that's going to come through at some point. So maybe that's one of the things we can, we look forward to here in 2023. Yeah, I, you know, a better podcast, uh, Bex probably would have prepped um, a recap. We did go through. Um, when Jason Alvarado was on a couple episodes ago, Mm -hmm. yeah, we we went through some of those Spotify wrapped numbers and the deal with those is it's only Spotify, right? Which the bulk of our listens come from Apple as well. They should. Um, but, uh, my thought is that Spotify is probably a big enough sampling that their data is probably pretty representative, representative, it's the same as what right. it would probably be across other things. That's what I'm guessing. So right. according to Spotify, and I have no reason to disbelieve them because it's it's a good take in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Littlefield himself from, from Jocko Fuel. So, uh, okay. you know, co- co-founder and chief product officer from Jocko Fuel mm-hmm. uh, was on this year and just yeah. a killer guest. And that was... Uh, certainly on, with the Spotify listeners, that was the top episode of yeah. the year. It doesn't, it doesn't break down beyond there what the favorites sure. were. Sure. Uh, I actually just pulled up uh, Solid 7 and I've been scrolling while you've been talking. And I've remembered my favorite episodes of the year. So. Okay, so this, this, is Becca's, this is Becca's personal take, her 2022 uh, best of the pod. Episode 64, the best episode of the year, in my opinion, Major Bill Staley. So he came on, and this was right about the time when Maverick came out. But I listened to that, and my mouth, my jaw was on the floor. It was, he was so, of course he's intelligent, and he knows the flying stuff. You know, I I can't talk about this. As I said, the flying stuff. I know nothing. But man, the information that he was able to share and the humor with which he shared it and the generous nature of that conversation, Kale, uh, I've sent to the most people myself. And I actually listened to most of it twice because I couldn't uh, believe it. And he just had such fun insights about the war in Ukraine and the airspace there, what's going on. So that was the highlight of my year. Yeah, our, uh, our country has spent a lot of money hmm. making 
sure that Bill understands warfare better than most of the people in the world. Yeah. And uh, he he dropped some of that knowledge on us. And uh, yeah, that was a great episode. And it was nice to get something back from our, our tax dollars. So it was. I love that. I also love Jason McCarthy, episode 52. That was a really fun one. Of course, he's the co-founder of Go Ruck. So which yeah. you love and talk about all the time on the podcast. Now, I not to not the name drop. Sure. I mean, not to. I'm not. I'm no dropper of names. However, uh, but I was telling uh, I was telling Becca off air. Uh, you know, we were up in North Florida the last couple of days, just chilling, doing some Christmasy stuff. So we were actually uh, able to grab lunch today uh, up there with his lovely wife and Go Ruck co-founder Emily and their boys. So we hung out with them a little bit today. And uh, Jason was tied up in meetings, had a lot going on. We sure. did stop by HQ. We got to say hi. We dropped off some donuts to the team over at Scars, where uh, you know yeah. if you've if you've if you've heated, if you've headed. My advice, right? And invest. It's an investment if you've invested in right. uh, the world's toughest gear that Go Ruck makes. Their their rucks and uh, you know their their clothing, their shoes, all that stuff's fantastic. If somehow you manage to damage any of their stuff, though, somehow you send it off to Scars, they fix it for free and send it back to you. And if Amazing. they can't fix it. They'll, they'll send you uh, something to replace it. But so that whole team is right there at headquarters in Jacksonville beach. So we stopped by and, uh, and dropped them off some donuts uh, today and just, uh, you know, appreciated them for yeah. taking care of all of our, everybody's gear uh, really. And then go ruck, of course, uh, the president of go ruck is of course uh, monster, the chocolate lab. Right. And uh, it's a very dog, dog friendly business. So we took in some, some doggy treats as well. And, I love and loved that. On but yeah, so it was great to to get to see them today. And um, man, I got the inside scoop on some stuff I can't talk about on the podcast. Okay, well, okay, girl. There's some cool stuff uh, coming, uh, and so just keep your ear to the ground. And and not the least of which uh, is Sandlot Jacks uh, 2.0. Right. Uh, coming up in April, which uh, many of us from the podcast uh, crew um, are already already registered for. It, they opened up pre-registration mm -hmm. like right after last year, yeah. and that's when that's when we registered. And uh, we're gonna see if maybe we can't uh, catch one or two of the the speakers there this year for some podcasts. So we, we shall, we shall see. So try and try I and hold me that. to that. I love that. Well, that the interview with, with her was my favorite, I think episode from last year. Yeah. That was a 2021 episode, but yeah, yeah. the episode with Jason, which we did really pre Sandlot Jacks, right. which was their big uh, inaugural fitness festival. And uh, we talked about it a lot on here. We podcasted from there. We recorded in the hotel right. up there. I remember. We were all uh, a little exhaustion drunk. I don't know if that's a thing, but uh, it was one of the loopier episodes of the year. We had all been out, uh, you know, doing go ruck type things right, all day right. and decided we had a podcast that evening. And uh, I don't know if it was the best idea. Uh, but it was a good time. But yeah, that that episode with Jason talking, you know, really talking his background, talking the the yeah. history of go ruck, how it came about. Um, and just kind of what they're about was, was really cool. That was a treat yeah, for sure. I love it. So I think those are some highlights. I love the episode with Sarah, which you reposted a couple weeks ago. Uh, you just, how yeah, can sorry. you not be inspired by that woman and what she has gone through and how she has turned yes. around to honor her husband's life and to leave a legacy for Chad. Um, so that episode was also um, a highlight. So yeah. Some great no, was, episodes. I mean, yeah. I was looking through the list. How can I pull out? But those, 
uh, definitely stand out for me. So well done, my friend. Well done. Thanks. It was a fun year. Yeah. Um, yeah, for, for sure. So got some, uh, I've got some irons in the fire for, for 2023. Some, some big things that I'm, that I'm really trying to pull off. Um, starting the year off next episode with uh, just a bang, just a doozy. This it's not hype. It's not hyperbole. This is not a massive name. This isn't somebody famous, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's going to be an interesting, entertaining episode next, next week. You're not going to tell us who? Uh, well, it's n- no, Okay. Okay. no, I'm not. Okay. For two reasons. One, like it's, it's not a true crime episode. It's not, but it's got some true crime vibes. Um, so we'll keep that mystery going. And also I want to make sure that when I do say the guest name for a recording, right. uh, that, uh, I pronounce it correctly. It correctly. That's fair. Yes. I will eagerly wait another two weeks to listen to that. That'll be awesome. Cool. Now, I will say, you know, like uh, frequent guest, quasi guest host bonus. I will let you know off air. Oh, okay. Um, who it, who it is? Okay. But you you won't be surprised because I told you. I told we told you this one was coming. Okay. Cool. Very so, exciting. But Very uh, exciting. Becca, I say we told Becca was in town recently. We saw Becca and and her mom in person. We missed out on Doctor Joe, but they were down here in Florida. And we got to hang and, uh, you know, uh, maybe should, should have cut a podcast in person, but we didn't, we just hung out and had a good time and we're just friends. And, uh, it was nice to have a conversation without microphones. So for the listeners, we will have cut out some dead air, but, but Becca dropped out, but it's okay. That's life. We'll, we'll work around it. Actually. Um, I don't know if you've listened to last week's episode, Becca, it was fantastic. Cody Heitschmidt, um, the other half of blood origins. We had a blast. Cody is my kind of guy. Um, he'll definitely be coming back around. Um, but the, the tech side of the recording was a nightmare. Um, his internet dropped out while we were recording. And so he had to switch over to his phone. No way. Yeah. None of this comes through in the recording, of course, but uh, because uh, our audio engineer, Art Pipak, who recently had uh, his first baby girl. So congrats to Art. I don't think we've said that on here. Um, but uh, Art did his his magic. But so then after Cody switched to his phone, like a call came through and it dropped again. So I had like five different segments of recordings uh, from Cody for last week. And, uh, luckily I was running the backup recorder for the pod track. And so I had consistent audio all the way through, but it really, we could have pulled it off with, without it, with the recordings from Riverside, but having the two, Hey, listen, the boy Scouts have it right. The military has it right. Uh, two is one, one is none. Uh, and so you guys likely won't even hear where Becca dropped out. You wouldn't know. If I can, hadn't told you. Can you even hear me, Carol? Yeah, I got you. Now. Yep, I got you. Okay. Because I was thinking, I'm on Wi-Fi, but I'm half tempted to turn off Wi-Fi completely and see if that helps. I think it's just because there's so much snow. Apologize, friends. Yeah, uh, the whole country right now. I mean, it'll. I, I don't know how over it will be by the time everybody's listening to this, but... Uh, even, even down here in uh, the sunshine state where we're getting some actual cold weather, but you're up there in the thick of it. Yeah. And I actually drove up closer to my cabin, um, cause I wanted to see snow and I'm off. So it's, 
there's definitely snow on the ground and it's snowing outside. It's very cold, <laughs> very, very cold. So I hope I get back safely Christmas Eve to my, to my parents. We'll have to see. Yeah. I think it, you it's were beautiful, but yeah. I think you were probably safe on the seeing snow part anywhere up there with this storm. Well, Lancaster is not supposed to get any. How so, is that? I mean, they're talking about North Florida getting snow. How is that even possible? I mean, yeah, I guess it all depends this, on the moisture in the air, but. Yeah, something about the way we were, we're just not supposed to get any, just rain. It's not going to be yeah. cold enough to snow. So, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I'm almost finished with all my grading. So then I'm on Christmas break. So, you know, life is, life is good. But what I did want to say is I did listen to last week's episode. And I didn't want to name that as one of my favorites because it just came out, you know, so it's like fresh in my mind. Yeah. It was a really great episode. I also love the episode with the Colorado, the beef episode. That, yes. That I still think about that. So, so it was just a great year. I'm just it, really proud of you. Yeah. Beef. No, really it was awesome. a lot of fun. Well, and for that matter, the other, the other half of uh, Blood Origins, uh, you know, the founder, uh, Ro- yes, Robbie was, was this year mm-hmm. and was my first South African accent on the podcast, which is no small detail. Which is where your lovely wife and I live together. Actually, that's not true. We lived in South America together. We both went to South Africa, but not together. Yeah. Never mind. Try and keep your country straight. Basically the same. Yeah. So know, no, it, it was good. Basically but the same. Last week I had uh, a, a lot of fun. I, Cody was, I mean, he's almost lab grown for being a solid seven podcast guest. He was made for us. Yeah. So he, yeah, he'll definitely was. be coming he in was. the background. Hey, I I have a surprise to tell you. You're going to love this. Let's hear it. So one of the episodes I was on, I think the episode in July, June or July, somewhere in there, you wanted to talk about the terminal list. And I just said, what are you talking about? Uh uh And that was the week it came out on Amazon. Then you went on this whole Jack Carr spiel when we were talking. Of course, I watched the whole series thought it was fantastic. Of course, I downloaded all of Jack Carr's podcast where he breaks down every single episode. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Fantastic. Well, finally, in my library queue, the book came out. So finished book one. I'm halfway through book oh two. Oh, my god! It was my first. I'm done with a semester. This is my gift to myself as a professor, my winter break read. Dude, I freaking love it. Jack Carr, He. it was really a good book. At first, I just thought, people like it because he's a SEAL, so he's got the hype. No. But the book's probably going to be crap. It is legitimately yeah. a very solid piece yes. of literature. I, I feel even embarrassed at myself that I called it literature, except that it's no. really well written. It's yeah. fantastic, Kale. Yeah, that, we were not lying. I don't know what genre he falls into, like if it's action or thriller or, or where you would put that, like what section of the library that would be in. Right. But a lot of times that genre doesn't get a lot of love from the from the literature. Like... You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's right. like it's like the way the Academy looks at Marvel movies. All right, right. like that's a great analogy right. for it. Man, Jack can write. Like you're, I know you're in it. You're, I mean, this is always bittersweet. I know that non-readers get sick of hearing that the books are better, but the books are almost always better just by nature of the amount of time, the parameters you have on your story. Right? There's mm-hmm. just only so much you can convey. Uh, you know, in the length of a movie or even over the course of a television show and you're kind of limited and whether or not you have a narrator and whether or not that's first mm-hmm. person or third person. So you just got, um, you've got more room to play 
in, in the literature. Right. And so what right. stinks is um, like, I go back and forth with this. My kids are too little still for, for Harry Potter, even the beginning. Yes. They just they are. are. They, are. Um, they are. But I struggle with when, once they are old enough, what's first books or movie. Uh-huh. And I think books, because I think the movies are strong enough that you can watch the movies after reading them and still love them. But if mm-hmm. you see the movie first, it's fine. The books are still going to be good, but you get robbed of your version of that world and your version yes. of the characters. If you yes. haven't seen the movie yet, you'll paint those pictures right. um, yourself. And so I'm like, I don't know what I thought James Reese looked like before, but mm-hmm. now when I read, he's Chris Pratt. Of course. Um, I, he is. Yeah. Cause you know, I read the, the most recent, actually the two most recent books after the series came out uh, in, okay. in the bloods, the most recent one. And then Jack just did the cover release for book six. Like today he put oh that out gosh. and dude, okay. a book, book five in the blood is so good. And it ends on such a freaking cliffhanger. Uh, and okay. so book six is available for pre-order right now. I can't remember the title. Sorry, Jack, please still come on the podcast. Um, but uh, it drops, I, th- I want to say in the spring and it's available for nice. pre-order now and it's just worth it. And then as if that's not good enough news, um, like the showrunners or the executives or whatever from Amazon were at a panel mm-hmm. or something recently and got asked why there hadn't been any announcements about like re-upping the show. Right. Right. And basically they were like, there's something big in the works um, that we're not ready to announce yet, but it's something that we think you'll love even more than if we made that announcement, like something bigger than uh, if we just did another season. So I'm interested to see what they do with that. Cause I want like, they confirmed there was going to be more when Chris Pratt was on Jack Carr's podcast. Right. Um, so right. there's there's more of the terminal list series mm-hmm. coming, but I don't know if they're going to go bigger format. Like if they're going to produce full blown movies, um, we'll we'll see. I think I like the it as a series. I want it as a series because you have more time. I mean, what are six episodes, nine episodes, eight? I forget, but that's six hours of TV and a movie is only going to be two hours. I don't want a movie. Yeah. I want the episodes. Well, unless Sorry. they, unless they hire James Cameron and then it will be 15 hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Well, I'm glad you're all caught you up there. and I'm uh-huh. glad you see the, yeah. the glory of Jack Carr on the written page. Cause it's, what's funny is oh, so good. The thing, what's cool is if you hear Jack tell his story and I would love for all of you to hear him tell his story here. <laughs> Um, I've worked a few different angles on Jack and he's gotten so big with this stuff. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Um, I don't know if it'll ever come through, but I'm continuing to work some of those angles. Um, of course, uh, it it would just 100%, like not to be, you know, a complete nerd about it, but an honor to to have him on the podcast legitimately. But anyways, um, he, it's, it's not like he got done being a seal and just stumbled into being a writer. Like it's not a consolation prize. Like it was always in the cards for him. It was always something he wanted to do and it, mm-hmm. and it shows. And he's, um, uh, you know, he's an avid reader. If you follow his social media, he's yes. always like yes. pointing to older literature new stuff that's out. Um, not just stuff in his genre. I mean, he's, he's, he's a, he's a real reader. Um, mm. and, and a great author. So yeah, check out his stuff if you haven't already. Can't wait for you to catch up. This book, 
don't rush because if you get through them too quick, then right. you got to sit and twiddle your thumbs. But okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, I'm almost, I, I finished book one in like three days. I'm halfway through book two already. So there she is. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. We recognize a wired connection. Are you using it as an external microphone? Yes. Okay. Sorry, dude. <laughs> no worries. It couldn't be any worse than last week. So, which oddly enough, Cody was getting snow too during the podcast. Maybe this podcast just isn't meant for snow. It could be. Yeah. It could be. We're just not meant it's, for snow. It's a Florida-based podcast, and that's just the way it goes. Though yes. uh, one of the Patreon supporters, <laughs> listeners, did say that if more people subscribe to Patreon, we could get you some better gear for coming on uh, the I podcast. I love that idea. Yeah. It's, I'm not mad at the idea. I'll tell you that. We paid, I mean... You, you get a mug, you get to listen into live recordings this coming year. I am one of the things I'm going to add to Patreon this year is uh, we'll do the occasional uh, just for Patreon supporters. We'll do like a live Q and a uh, through, oh, through Riverside. Yeah. So uh, that'll be a good time. So it is really fun that you let your Patreon listen in to your, uh, to a lot of these interviews. Yeah. It's fun to see their chats and responses to the, to things. Yeah, so that's a benefit for you who are on the fence to subscribe. Yeah. Do it. That was one of the, the big selling points on Riverside for me is uh, some of it's being able to do some more social media stuff that I haven't capitalized on at all yet. Uh, but uh, being able to let Patreon listen in live, I thought was pretty cool. So it's part of why I've kept it around. It's so fun. It's so fun. Well, because this is the Solid Spin podcast, I don't remember what we were talking about. When you dropped off, uh, Jack so. Carr, we lost oh, it when we were talking yes. about Jack Carr yeah. and Terminal List and all of that. Um, so yeah, you could say, I know we always talk about my dating life. Jack Carr could be the main man in my life right now. <laughs> uh, well, with Patreon uh, chiming in, we d we did have a request for some Becca updates, um, and so uh, you know what's uh. You know, the the ring finger is still bare. Still bare, still bare. Uh, yeah, you know, it's been a rough, which you're aware we don't need to get into it on the pod, but just a lot of things going on health-wise and a lot of my immediate family and um, uh, just the death of a close family member. So I haven't really had a lot of energy to be super fun and wanting to go out on dates. But I went on a date on Tuesday. I went to this fancy French restaurant close to town and it was great. This was the second date. It will be the last date. Um, great. I want it, you know, it would be awesome if it would have been awesome, but he's just not, he, he seems to enjoy me, but he just doesn't ever ask questions about me. So I think, dude, this is the second date. And I asked him, what, what does it look like for you to be interested in someone? And, um, Anyways, I don't think we're a good long-term match, so uh, we've politely decided to stay friends. I don't know what that looks like. Um, but he actually, he he's really connected to a lot of people in the area, a lot of businesses, so um, he might actually help with an assignment for one of my classes. So really great guy. So it was fun. Um, and otherwise, nope, I, I went with a friend tonight um, as his date to a Christmas party. Um, but that's just a friend. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, I, the lesson here is that at, at Christian colleges and universities, 
ring by spring only applies to the students and not the faculty. Correct. And it's the students going for their MRS degree. Yeah. You know, not professors. So I mean, it's true. It, it probably could apply to just like just a moderately corrupt professor, like just slightly shady. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that, of course, is not you. Well, what is funny is, you know, I, so I'm on two different apps at the moment. And in one of them, a guy came up that I, I didn't swipe. So I don't even know if he swiped for me, right? I can't tell. But he says he studies at my school <laughs> in the seminary part. And so part of me is like, oh, my gosh, I could be teaching you in the spring. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know if he's in the classes because it's totally unethical to use the system to look up. But And I haven't done it yet. But, of course, I'm so tempted to see, well, what's his grade? You know, is he actually a smart student or yeah. does he not care? I haven't asked around my coworkers. Um because his profile was super lame. I'm not really, I wasn't interested. If I was interested, I'd ask, Hey, did you have him in class? What's he like? Is he yeah. fine? Um, I do tell all my coworkers to set me up with people, which one, only one has followed through with that. So, but yeah, we'll see probably, probably in January, maybe a week or two after the semester starts again, when I have a little more capacity, schools slow down and I'm in a rhythm, I'll start being a little more active to meet people. Yeah. But yeah, I just with Christmas and everything, what's the point? There's no time. You know, I hate texting. I don't want a pen pal. And if people can't meet, there's no point um, in getting together. So Also, yeah. who wants to pick up a significant other right before Christmas when you've got, then you've got to buy a gift? Exactly. It's like when Ryan hooks up with Kelly on the office, like right before Valentine's Day. It's just an amateur move. It is. It's yeah. totally amateur. So. Oh gosh! Well, and yes, then so you funny. had uh, in the land of Becca updates, you had all kinds of crazy health crap going on this year. How, tell the people how you're how you're doing, how it's going. Yeah, ending the year. Uh, I think okay. Uh, I did post that photo on Instagram today. I had a follow up with my cardiologist, and the, she was just decked out like Christmas throw up. <laughs> it was amazing. So you see me in the next 24 hours on Instagram, you can see that in my story. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, we're kind of just in a, since that incident that I had in September, letting my body kind of have six months of no incidents. And then yeah. I've asked to kind of see if we can start weaning off some medicine because I'm just on a lot that I don't want to be on if I don't need to. Yeah. I need it right now, but yeah, my blood work's looking really good. And um, I have a lot more energy. I've been able to do a lot more working out. So I'm pretty, I, I feel like I've recovered. Um, so I'm just hoping to have a kind of stable, stableness, I guess, yeah. uh, for another three months. And then we'll see about kind of weaning off of some things. So, yeah. And I've just learned to kind of deal with uh, the effects of having an automatic nervous system now it isn't really functioning right so the day of the world cup i was texting uh for podcast listeners who don't know jade and kale so jade is kale's wife love soccer i love soccer we bond about soccer all the time and have obviously teams that we always want to play each other so we were texting during that game and if you didn't watch the world cup final on sunday a week ago it was very intense it was insane it was 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 the most incredible (laughs) soccer match i've ever seen in my, I, it, 
I have I I didn't grow up a soccer fan. Uh, yeah, you didn't. My wife turned me some, and so I, I would say I am a fan now. I still have my my qualms with the sport, um, but the like all of the typical knocks from American sports fans, particularly let's be honest, usually football guys of. It's right. so low scoring to which my response is usually you're right. We should count every goal for seven points. Um, <laughs> but just like it's, it's boring or I agree. Like there's no reason to let the games end in a tie. That's just dumb. Let's just fix that soccer. Sure. Um, I, it doesn't matter if it's a regular season game or not. Let's identify a winner that it's just dumb. Mm. Um, so that, that can like to sit there for two hours and see nobody score, but I've watched very exciting soccer matches that ended in zero, zero scores. And yes, it's zero, zero, not nil, nil. Stop talking like you're from Europe people just because you're watching soccer. Um, because that means a lot of times one or more goalies absolutely just stood on their heads to keep that score line at zero. And so it can still be exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. All that said, the world cup final this year was one of the greatest, most exciting sporting events of any genre I've ever seen in my life. It was unbelievable. It literally was unbelievable to see Messi and Mbappe play each other. And those two men, I mean, you're seeing the best of the best Yes. and the back and forth and Martinez's save in the 119th minute. Yes. Insane. It was so anyways, but because of that, you know, I'm yelling and screaming and so involved, you know, stress texting you and your wife. Um, over so a game being of, played by two countries that you have nothing to do with whatsoever. There's however, no, to be fair, your wife and I did live in the winning country for over two months and we loved it very much. So we are kind of connected to Argentina. Let's just be honest. Um, perhaps I build that up in my head more than is reality, but I still consider us connected. Um, but anyways, I did pass out that night because I just, my body just can't, uh, still uh reset itself from the excitement so but i've just learned to kind of cope and and process that that i can't i you i try to not let myself get excited but that game obviously i failed and i was at home all day so i yeah. i knew it was okay um so i i say all that i i feel like i'm doing really well and yet that just happened so um yeah i think i've just learned to compensate for myself and i feel like i'm doing on the up and up to 2024 or three, <laughs> three. <laughs> uh, maybe my brain needs some help. My my body's recovered, but my brain has obviously skipped a year. It all starts to blend uh, together. That is hilarious. 2023, whatever. So yes. Unbelievable. Now being, uh, you know, we we've addressed a few times this episode, you, you being a professor uh, at a school, mm. admittedly a, a, a Christian school, but uh, you know, an Institute of higher learning. And so mm-hmm. um, are you guys working on a similar list to, I want to say it's Stanford of these, these no go words that they don't, they don't want you using anymore. Um, yeah, that's a great question. We are not, And I wonder, being a private institution, if we will have to. Um, But that's above my pay grade. So we're not concerned. I'm not concerned. I did see that article. I sent it to my supervisor. And I said, are we going to 
need to talk about this in the spring. And she just replied, I don't think so. I was like, okay. So it's insanity. Now there were a lot of articles about this. I'm pretty sure it was, was Stanford. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just one of these things where it's, they, they put out such an exhaustive list of words. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not super clear on if it was for faculty, students, both words that were to be avoided, to be replaced. And by the mm-hmm. time I went to look at it, initially you could view it publicly. And by the time mm-hmm. I went to look at it, you had to have a Stanford login to be able to see it. Because, of course, it, it blew up. But one, right. one of the things that's been hit on a ton uh, is one of the things mm-hmm. you're to avoid using is American. Saying, I, I'm American, I'm an American. Lee Greenwood can't even set foot on campus. That's a, that's a no-go. Wow. Um, because he's, of course, proud to be uh, an, right. an American, as right. am I, Stanford. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, we're only one country in right. the Americas, and that's, that's insensitive to people uh, from hmm. the other um, American, American countries. countries. Yeah. 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 Because there's a lot of confusion when you say, I'm an American, um, the people there's, there's, there's room for confusion there. What are you Canadian uh, American? Cause they, nobody else says it. It's, this is stupid. This is stupid. Yeah. It is an interesting, it's an interesting point, Kale, because we are the United States of America and we are in the continent of North America, mm-hmm. right? So, so Canada, but you don't call Canadian yeah. So on one hand, they have a point that I think, why didn't this should have been put in place eons ago when we named the countries North America, South America, Central America? It could have been a conversation piece there, but the, yeah, the United States. I, it's it's anyways, still not. It's it's it's, it's it's a colloquialism, not yeah. in the sense of, you know, it's not as narrowly defined as like, are you going to go get a, a sub or are you going to go get a hoagie? Obviously, those are colloquialisms, but right. it's a colloquialism that's common to the majority of our country. And mm-hmm. yes, could a Canadian say I'm an American? Could an Argentinian say I'm an American? Sure, they could. Mm-hmm. But nobody else does. And we all know it. And, right, because they're proud of their country. Yes. They're proud to be from their country. Yeah. They don't want to be associated like. It's good to have pride in where you're from. That's yeah. not a negative thing. I mean, did you watch Zelensky's speech? Sorry, I'm, I'm taking over. Did you watch Zelensky's speech yesterday to Congress? No. Even I... the, the last two minutes, he just goes off. And the, the last two minutes are worth it. Yeah. His whole point is, yes, it matters that the rest of the world helps us, but it's more important that you, as the United States of America, help us because the world looks to you to set the moral standing for all of us. And your intervention on our behalf is what testifies to the world that this is good and this is right. And it is good to be proud that we're American. If Zelensky is proud to be in America, speaking to Americans, why can we not have that? And Canadians don't want to be called Americans. They're happy to be Canadian or they'll apologize for it, eh? Because that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've got my own... Uh, you know, I'm not that that weird segment out there that's like anti-Ukraine. I'm just not. We're we're too quick uh, these days, tribally, to just venerate what the cause du jour, like whatever mm-hmm. you know, will will 
we'll take somebody who maybe we view as a victim and whitewash their life. Um, when maybe they weren't, you can be a victim and wrong can be done to you and you can still be a hot piece of crap too. Like they're not mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I think Russia should not be allowed to run roughshod over Ukraine or anyone else for that matter. Um, and it, it is all going down right on the border of NATO allies. And that is a problem. Uh, the flip side is though, let's not act like Ukraine are just these, uh, you know, victims without sin of their own. You Correct. know, there was plenty of corruption running rampant in Ukraine, and there were plenty of stories about that prior to all of this. Um, yes, I'm I'm certain without watch, I was gonna watch his speech, and then I just really had uh, to clip my toenails, and that just the time slots conflicted. Uh, but because the dude's a great performer, right? Like he's he's an actor he by is. trade, so he can deliver a speech. He's a great orator. So I have oh, no yeah, he I, looks the part. Yeah. So I had no doubt that he had nice things to say about us as he's picking his pocket, as we're passing Correct. an omnibus, a 4,000 page omnibus bill that nobody Correct. in Congress read that included Correct. another 40 billion plus dollars in aid for Ukraine. I'm certain he had nice things to say about us while his hand was in our pocket. It would seem more genuine if his wife hadn't just been on a $40,000 shopping spree. Um, you know, like, when when this country was fighting World War II, it was it was all hands on deck, right? Like people were going without tin and stuff because we'd rather build tanks and bullets and bombs and planes and that sort of stuff. You started Victory Gardens, uh, right? Like it was we haven't been this way. Like there's a reason I've got to go back to World War II, right? Because we mm-hmm. we do these things different than we did then. But but then it was all in. Um right. You know, there, there's a there's a a, a chasm between uh, Victory Garden and a forty thousand dollars shopping spree by the first lady of a pretty small country that's living off everybody else's funds right now. Right. Um, yes. And I get why they need the assistance. So I just I've got there's some again. I don't think we shouldn't be in Ukraine. I don't think this is a wag the dog situation. Um, anything like that. We certainly shouldn't have boots on the ground in Ukraine. I'm not saying no aid is due. Um, right. I'm a little sick of writing, uh, you know, big checks or blank checks, um, with little to no accountability and, uh, you know, whatever, but yes, yeah. all that to say to backtrack, it's okay. It's uh, listeners. It's okay to be proud to be an American. Not only can yes. you be, you should be because do we have some wrongs? Do we have some black marks? Mm-hmm. find me the culture, the country, the society, and the history of this right. world that didn't. The United States of America has been the greatest force for good in the history of this world as, mm-hmm. as a country, as a society, right? I'm yeah. not superseding Jesus Christ here, though we've done more to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ than probably any nation state in the history of the world. And for the time being, continue to do so. Uh, yes. Though that is diminishing, we're being replaced by the East. But for right now, that's his true statement. Yeah. 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 And I, I definitely have my issues, obviously, with the Congress's uh, spending financial plan so that we don't have a government shutdown and how much we're bleeding into Ukraine when we won't take care of some things in our own country. So, yeah. Yeah. And the <sighs> just... Uh... The, this garbage with the omnibus bill. Oh my gosh. Can we not? <laughs> and that's not you and me right now, but as a, as a nation, as elected officials, 
it's really embarrassing and frustrating that our elected officials are are just what seems to be so corrupt by their own power and might and not in touch with actually the needs of their constituents and what truly will benefit the people. The summaries that I've read of the report are just outstanding. It's insane. Asinine is probably a better word than outstanding. Now, Becca, I do have to stop you there. This is problematic. Um, you just said insane. Um, and Stanford's list, list, Stanford's list says that that is ableist language that trivializes the experiences of people living with mental health conditions. Um, so if you would like to recant your statement about it being, uh, insane, I don't know if asinine is on the list. You might be able to stick with that, but I would like for you to instead use surprising or wild. Um, it is surprising. That's, that's it is wild. Yeah. Um, now, I, I, oh, I don't want to stay on this topic too long because that could sure. be referred to as beating a dead horse. Unfortunately, beating a dead horse also canceled because this expression, of course, normalizes violence against animals. Right, right. And we don't, yeah. we don't like that. No, no, no. Okay, fair enough. Now, the funniest part, and I mean, can you imagine the job that people at like the Babylon Bee have? Like, how do you write satire when things like this are put out seriously? I know. When, like, the real world is so satirical, what do you even say? On the list of uh, language they would like to steer away, uh, uh, steer away from. Yeah. Trigger warning. Why? The phrase could cause stress about what's to follow. You could be triggered by being given a trigger warning. The phrase can cause stress about what's to follow. Additionally, one can never know what may or may not trigger a, particu a particular person. Wow. I wish, I wish to God in heaven that this was a bit that I had written and could take credit for. Honestly. Okay, but I'm not going to lie. Actually, when I see a trigger warning, it does make me stressed out. <laughs> so, I, to be honest, I I see their point that this alone is triggering. But what, I don't know like what the answer is. But oh, I do gosh. just want the record to show that whenever I see that, I'm like, ooh, okay, what's coming? Like it kind of bumps up my adrenaline. You know, I start feeling the flood of cortisol, adrenaline, Norepinephrine in my system. What can I do? All that happens when I see a trigger warning, which um, I don't often see. Normally, right, if I see often. a trigger warning, it's in the form of uh, Instagram wants to warn me before they show me something. Sure. Um, it, I, the only effect it has is to make me want to see that thing. Okay. It is an, this is an interesting thing. I do wonder... I actually kind of want to study this now. Maybe, maybe I'll get my PhD in this. But I wonder, what is the experience of a man seeing that versus a woman, first of all? And then what is the experience of someone who has lived experience, uh, like a traumatic event that would qualify as a trigger warning and versus somebody who hasn't? Because I would imagine those results would be very different. This is really fascinating to me. I need to think about this. 
Do you really, though? Because no, because there's so many other things I like to research. But in general, this would be a fascinating research study is how do people experience that word, male, female, and then prior experience to trauma versus not. Because I bet that's what a lot of mine is because of all the work that I've done. I've seen horrible things literally with my eyes. I've lived through, you know, bombing attacks, terrorist attacks in Israel. So for me, like I've experienced that. So I go, when I see that word, I do, I think, reconnect it instantly. I don't know. Your face is telling me to shut up that I'm an idiot. So I'll it's, stop it's talking. It's not to shut up and that you're an idiot. I actually want to give an intelligent measured response rather than the, you know, the like, you know, jokey conservative bro answer that I want to give. But the reality is um, that societally, there are mm-hmm. exceptions to this rule. I would like to believe that I'm one of them. We have just become so freaking fragile. We're so far removed yes. from sticks and stones may break my bones. And if you'd like to study how we correct for that, I'll help pay for the tuition. Um, because we, we, like we've got to stop treating words as actions Words aren't violence. Words aren't actions. Um, And if you can be, did you see the video making the rounds uh, of this kid, like breaking down in the back of a Starbucks? No. So, I mean, it was pretty widely spread around. Um, And uh, the the guys over at uh, Warrior Poet um, had a good take on it, but it's this, um, I, I think it was a guy. I think it was a okay. younger guy. Um, don't know how they would answer that question, but I think it was a younger guy, but just okay. sitting on the floor in the back room of the Starbucks in tears and feeling like they should share this with the world mm. because it was just so hard at Starbucks and you, you just wouldn't believe all the hours he was being scheduled. And we only have this many employees at this store period. And there's so many customers and they just keep coming and the manager just gives themselves time off. And I mean, just in tears, like a response as though violence had been perpetrated on this individual. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if this kid had been taught to be proud to be an American and it really was that bad, mm. he would have realized, I don't have to work here. Right. Or, or would maybe have the kind of hardworking, can-do spirit and ethic that mm-hmm. built this country. The mm. kind of country, I got a bridge near my house, mm-hmm. a small bridge over a creek. Mm-hmm. Um, that the water rose over it during the hurricanes. Mm-hmm. So it's been blocked off. We've been told like six months of engineering and six months of build to repair this bridge. This country built the Empire State Building in less time. Right. Built the it's Empire like- State Building in less time. So it's like if this kid had... I, I don't know. I don't know sure. what this kid's home life is. I don't know what this kid's family situation is. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to guess with a high degree of certainty that his father's not in his life. 
or yeah. that his father is not a strong male figure. Yes. Yeah. One of those two things is 100% true. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, this kid should be seeing opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like there's room to shine and mm-hmm. it's understaffed. Cool. Give me more shifts. Right. Cool. You know what? Hey, I know I, I was, uh, you know, I clocked out at this time, but I went ahead and stuck around and, uh, you know, real, I, like I, I shifted up, you know, I, I, um, it's the word I'm looking for here. Like I I circulated all the stock and whatever. And I, right. I went ahead and I knew that needed to be done. Like you would Take be, initiative. Yeah. you would be running that store in yeah. short order, short order. This yep. kid saw no opportunity on it. This kid saw violence in it. He didn't use yeah. those words, but his reaction was someone yes. who was reacting to trauma and violence. And that is insane. It is kale. And that is a bigger systemic issue that I do. I am very concerned, especially the part of me that has a master's in social work that has worked with trauma patients for most of my life. There is legitimate traumatic experiences, and most of what I see being portrayed in the news and the media, it's not a traumatic experience, but people are being led to believe it is. And what's interesting about trauma is so much of it is your perception of of an experience, not the reality of the experience. And so because people are validating these experiences, that feeds your perception. And that's what, literally, that's what qualifies as, as trauma or not. But um, yeah, I'm very concerned. The work ethic of my students and what they uh, think they are owed and the feeling that I get when I give them a just response to papers. And I'm known for this. Most of my papers, I actually allow probably 90% of my work that I require for my courses, I allow students to take my feedback, self-correct and resubmit it to get their points back. Cause I believe you learn best by correcting yourself and actually integrating the knowledge and fixing things. Right. So that's written into almost all of my syllabi in, in every course. And I, and I love that, but it's just so crazy to me when students think that you know, they're, they're owed something for their yeah. very existence. And if they don't have it, it's a trauma. And well, and that, know. that's part of, you know, so many of these, whatever you want to term them, uh, ideologies that are floated now that flourished, unfortunately for years on university campuses and now have bled right. their way out into media, into business, into it's been festering in education for forever. Right. And so we get told is things like insane things that mm-hmm. like the idea of hard work as a virtue mm-hmm. is part, either part of the patriarchy or um, right. part of white privilege. It's, it's just it's white supremacy. It's, 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 white supremacy. Yeah. it's just a Western concept. Find me the area of the world. Find me the area of the world where animals that don't hunt eat. Right. Shy of shy of man-made intervention where we're feeding them. Find me mm-hmm. the place where animals that don't hunt get to eat. Mm-hmm. The young 
though they're at a greater risk for getting eaten, their parents will provide for them for a while. That's if they're a species mm-hmm. where one of the parents doesn't eat them themselves. Right. If you don't hunt, you don't eat. Right. It's not Western society. It's not Judeo-Christianity. It's, mm-hmm. it's natural law. Mm-hmm. You don't have to believe in any of those things. You don't have to believe in capitalism. You don't have to uh, believe in um, republicanism, small R republicanism, uh, democracy. That it holds true everywhere. If you don't hunt, you don't mm-hmm. eat. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I, it, it's, and, but those are the kinds of dangerous, dangerous ideologies. Mm-hmm. being being propagated right now right yeah um you know and it's like go, going back to world cup there were people trying to ding argentina because their mm-hmm. team wasn't diverse enough their really? team wasn't diverse enough to which they appropriately replied yeah we're trying to win soccer matches wow i missed all of those yeah. uh articles i'm not yeah. i'm not sad about that wow if your goal is to achieve the most that you can, the best that you can, regardless of the arena, right. then the best person plays, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. And anything aside from that, any, any qualification, any metric aside from that mm-hmm. is going to weaken your team, your organization, right. What, right. whatever it is. It's, what do we need to get done? This thing? Okay. I need the best people who can do that thing. Right. Yep. And anything as far as what gender do you want them to be? What? Uh, yeah. Anything. What color hair do you want them to have? No, now, it, it, you know, depending on the task, you know, sure. it's like, I need somebody to play Queen Elizabeth. I don't know if anybody else watches The Crown. I haven't, but I catch it when my mom and my wife are watching it. It's the best. It's the best casting I've ever seen in my life. Sometimes I forget now which one's the real person and which one's not the real person. Uh, I'm like, no, that's what they like. You see a picture. I'm like, no, that's her. No, wait, no. Um, So then, okay, maybe hair color matters, but it it just needs to be. It should all be. It should all be blind for all these factors that don't matter. So you know. Race, height, gender, right. socioeconomic status, no, period. Who can do the job the best? Mm, right. Yes. And so that was clearly the best soccer players Argentina had to offer. I know. And they they won it all Yeah. as a result. So good on them. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see when the Supreme Court, they, they recently heard a case on mm-hmm. affirmative action. And it's going. Two. Yeah. And it's going to be. Two. It's going to be interesting to see how those come down and already in anticipation of them striking down affirmative action programs, which are racist. Yes. They are racist. They are. Um, you know, already schools like uh, Harvard and Princeton have been withdrawing from like the U.S. News and World Report ranking, which is the mm-hmm. end all be all of school rankings. Right. Um. Because I think part of that is is disclosing their enrollments and how they determine yes. those and things like that, and they're they're no longer interested in doing those things. And they're hoping to put enough pressure on U.S. News and World Report to change how they do things. So far, they've stuck to their guns, and I hope mm-hmm. they do. Um, you know, not that you know the Ivies coast on their reputation, anyways. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's going to hurt their their enrollment or their endowments yeah, either their way. Their endowment is so high. I don't think it will hurt them. Yeah. It is really interesting. I don't want to plug another podcast, but I occasionally will listen to Advisory Opinions, which is a Supreme Court summary by two law professors. Excellent. Uh, it's been so helpful for me to think through Supreme Court cases. And there they listen to both uh, of the arguments, which both lasted over three hours which is also unheard of because the Supreme Court usually has a 30 minute, that's it. You have 30 minutes to argue your case and then usually 30 minutes of questions and then you're done. Literally you're done. So the fact that these cases went so long was just really fascinating. And yeah, I've become a lot more interested in the Supreme Court and how they make decisions in the last year and a half. And it's going to be very there's a there, there's a lot of hot button uh, cases that have been argued on the Supreme Court yeah. this year. So June and July are going to be a really interesting time. Yeah. Well, what's funny is, um, you know, I'm certain that I have listeners that were angered by me saying that affirmative action is racist. But someone who's done a great job of re um, reframing the the topic is John Stossel. Mm-hmm. I love John Stossel's yes. content. And yep. what John Stossel has done, and the second he simplifies it down to this, you see the inherent wrongness in it is mm-hmm. he'll set up and do an affirmative action bake sale mm-hmm. where he's selling like cupcakes. Yeah. And the, the price is set depending on your race. And mm-hmm. the cupcakes actually cost the most for Asians. And the least for this was funny. This was on Stanford's list. Um, they said you should avoid African American and use black. So we've kind of circ- we've kind of worked our way right. back around on that one. So I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say African American or black, but the cupcakes were the least for the people with the most wow. melanin in their skin. I, can I put it that way? I don't know. And so, of course, then even the people being charged less are off put by the very concept of it when right. it's presented that way. That is, that it's not an oversimplification. That is right. affirmative action. Right. It is. And, and what it is, and I, I bring this up on the podcast all the time, and humanity is very, very bad at this, is what happens is when we recognize a wrong, we mm-hmm. tend to overcorrect for it. Right. Even though we all recognize, usually we recognize two rights or two wrongs don't make a right. Correct. And so, you know, I always put it in this context of a, of a swinging pendulum. And what really needs to happen is to lock the pendulum down in the middle. But instead, mm-hmm. we let it swing all the way out to the other side. It's this, you know, now you're going to get yours kind of mentality. Right. Um, and all it does is create victims in the opposite way and create animosity And it's Mm. not going, like, you can't go back and undo the wrong. All you can do is stop doing that wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And and that's why things like reparations, like, who's going to pay them? Yeah. Who? Because, and, like, find somebody that can't trace their lineage back to indentured servitude and enslavement. Right. Yeah. Prior to Western culture... It existed in all cultures throughout history, right? Uh, regardless of of race, and so it's who who's going to pay it, who's going to receive it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You know, it's just, but it's looking, oh, we're going to write that past wrong. You're not going to though. It's not going to make it better. It's not going to make it right. It's not going to undo it. It's not going to, this is on Stanford's list. It's not going to whitewash it. It's just not going to make it go away, but we feel like it is. Right. And every once in a while, we're okay with these things, right? Like you hear the Mm -hmm. story of, you know, the child molester that, you know, gets uh, like five years and three of them are commuted to probation and somehow the dad manages to kill them in the courtroom. We're all like, yeah, put me on that dude's jury because he'll be home tonight. So sometimes we're like, okay, well, those were both wrong, but not really. Um, Right. You know, but it's just, and we're, we're, we're really, really bad Mm -hmm. about that. And to look at where we are now, to look at all the ground that was gained through the civil rights movement. Right. To look at how much of that has been undone Mm. in these recent movements. Like think about the move towards segregation. Right. These days. I know. These, these safe spaces, the whatever it is, this race only dormitory. Right. It's not so, helpful. <laughs> so w- what's funny is it's, uh, okay, we're going to, we're going to do a, this race only dormitory. But, right. but when we, when we pull up pictures, when we pull up images, when we pull up video to show how horrible things were before and during the civil rights movement, one of the things we show to illustrate that is the, uh, you know, the whites, only water fountain and the coloreds only water fountain. Right. And yet we're doing it again. I know. We're just history stupid, ignorant, delusional, insert your adjective. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And I know we sidetracked some there. I I did want to share because I, because I think this is the way we used to look at trauma. And Mm. I'd like your take on how we've moved away from this, Mm. um, is that, um, you know, everything on the Solid 7 podcast is a TV show, right? And so the most obscure one I use, I say obscure, the one least likely to have been watched by my listeners, I feel like, is The West Wing, which I stand by as a fantastic show. And so uh, spoiler alert, uh, the end of season one ends with uh, a shooting. The president yep. is exiting an event in Roslyn uh, and somebody pops off some rounds. Boom. Yep. End of season one. You don't know. Who, if he anyone got hit, whatever. Yep. So open on season two and uh, won't recap all of it. But one of the people that is injured the worst is one of the president's uh, staffers. Um, yep. He's the assistant, the, the deputy chief of staff, not the chief of staff, Josh Lyman. Great character. Uh, one half. Uh, he, he and a character named Toby combined on that show are my spirit animals. Yeah. Um, but so Josh got, got shot pretty bad later in the season, they do an arc where, um, there's a, a counselor, there's a therapist coming in from Adva to meet mm-hmm. with Josh. And it's because yeah. he's been having issues and they've realized it. And he's lashed out, like yelled at the president in the oval office, which is not a thing. Right. Um, some of the staffers now might need to yell, but just so the president can hear them. Um, so different. He did, Josh did this in anger. Um, and so he's meeting with this therapist and, but the reality is what they're going through is Josh is experiencing PTS from this shooting. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And it turns out, and I'd like to hear your take on how realistic this is, what's triggering him reliving these events. Like that's what PTS really is, which is, is crazy. Is like you're reliving as far as like biochemically, emotionally, you're mm -hmm. reliving the trauma. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like really crappy virtual reality. Um, yes. But the trigger for Josh was music because there were sirens at the shooting. And right now his wires are crossed and his brain's translating music as sirens. And so he asked the counselor, um, and I can't remember the actor's name, but he was uh, one of the guys from, was he on ER? I can't remember. One it of the is. medical shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Anthony Hopkins, not um, Anthony Hopkins, Anthony something, but so, anyway. Um, but so at the end of all this, uh, and Josh is very hostile to the whole process throughout, as I think is probably... Uh, accurate. you know, accurate, particularly, I would say like, if I were ever in that situation, I'd probably be the exact same way. Um, you know, yes. just type a yes. egotistical, um, you know, I know more than you. Um, but so they kind of land on this and really he's just trying to get Josh to realize this. They're trying to get him to realize it, not pointing him to it. Um, and, uh, so they, they get him to it and, and realize what's going on. And he's like, so is that just it now from now for the rest of my life? Whenever I hear music, I'm just going to relive this thing. And he said, the therapist says, no. And Josh says, right, why not? And he just simply says, because we get better. Yeah. And I feel like that's the missing piece now is a, we treat too many, a, we're classifying too many things as trauma. Now, right. um, hearing something that offends you personally or otherwise is not trauma. Not trauma. It's not violence. Yeah. Um, and what, what's telling, though, is I, I, I think what, what you see in these individuals is, a, is an actual trauma. I bet it's hard to distinguish from people who have experienced real and legitimate trauma. And it's problematic that we've got this generation or two that we've raised that are having a legitimate trauma response to things that right. are not trauma. That's a problem. Right. Um, but I feel like we've also lost this sense of, but we get better. It doesn't seem like the goal is to get better anymore. It seems like the goal is just to get your member's card for trauma right. that you can flash and play at any time then right. where it's like, uh, oh, well, like there's no progression. It's just, I was traumatized right. and this is, this is me now. Right. Rather than I get better. Yeah, I, I think there's some accuracy to what you said, Kale. You you did a good job describing PTSD. Um, you know, because what happens in the brain, that memory gets stored incorrectly. So when you are triggered, you are literally back in the moment being fully re-traumatized. There's an, there's an Israeli TV show. Um, I can't think of the name right now on, on Eagle's Wings, on the wings of Eagles. Um, and in, in like the second or third episode, there's an, I think the best visual depiction in one of the characters, he has a flashback to one of the wars. And what you see is really what I think is an accurate portrayal of how everything in reality goes away and you're instantly in that moment. But yeah, I do think with that, there is this, you don't want to stay in the trauma. And I think now the way it is being glorified in, in the media and in society at large is people then don't have a desire to move beyond that because staying in that moment is what gives you power and what gives you 
notice and we're we all want attention and we all want affirmation as humans because we need an identity in something and so finally there's something that we can identify with that's going to give us all of this positive affirmation of who we are i mean that's indicative of us that's why i think as believers if we truly found our identity in christ we don't need that affirmation from other things but yeah it's very detrimental and and i have seen a shift when i you know, first started working, almost everybody hated that they were having these flashbacks and these moments and that they were trapped and couldn't get past it, but wanted to, right? They were so uh, um, motivated. And that slowly has started to shift that now sometimes I talk to people and I just think, but you don't have to be this way. Like, I know how to take you from point A to point B. There are so many tools and things that your mind uh, that we can utilize to help your mind literally neuroplasticity to rewire yeah. itself so that you can have freedom and not be triggered and people just don't want it. And yeah. that to me is what's so, so sad about society today is that desire for identification and belonging and the affirmation that's being felt in that way drives people to not want to move past it. Yeah. Well, and that's what's been so promising about the research and the work being done with psilocybin now um, at places mm-hmm. like John Hopkins is, yeah. and I, I have absolutely none of the medical jargon stored in my head and would seem sure. uh, like I'm trying too hard if I used it, but it's basically psilocybin being the active compound in quote unquote magic mushrooms. So it's a mild mm-hmm. hallucinogen, but they're right. seeing great success with it breaking those abnormal connections that get hardwired in and they're they're seeing real real promising success at at Mm -hmm. treating um things like pts with with psilocybin which is there's a a lot of legit medical research now being done uh, around some of the psychoactives that have been off limits you know just got such a bad rap uh, for so long Um, you know, no thanks to, you know, Scooby-Doo and that 70s show. And I guess that was all just marijuana, but, um, so it's, it's interesting to see that, but it's, it's the lack of desire. But the problem is, um, now it's like victim is just conveys confer like preferred status. Yes. So it's like having your, your VIP card. Yes. Now is how we treat that. And it's, you know, in, um, the victim Olympics, it's like, how many things can I pile on? Yes. And the, the greater victim, the, the, the more I'm a victim, the more victim categories I can check off, the greater authority and power I have over you. If you've got less boxes checked than me. Mm -hmm. So it, even in a funny, you know, funny illustration, I just, I think of the bachelor and the bachelorette franchise and, the contestants who get the most airtime have the biggest sob stories. And we have, again, glorified pain in these ways that people then want it and then want to stay in it because they get, they, they do, they get more airtime. They get acknowledged. You can get jobs now just because of, you know, your disabilities and it's, un- it's unreal. Yeah. Well, if, if we're going to talk about speech being triggering, we would be remiss 
and not once again talking about your friend and mine, Elon Musk. Because is anyone triggering more people with speech anywhere in the world these days than Elon Musk? Yeah. Oh, Elon, Elon, Elon. Um, I don't even know what to say, Carol. Have you been following these various Twitter files reports? I have. So I've I've been following a couple of them. Matt Taibbi and I forget the girl's name that's been putting them out too. Yeah, and they're they are damning, but also not damning. Oh, you know, it's like the FBI is involved, but they haven't. You know, they never explicitly said you have to remove this. That was Twitter internally from the pressure. You know, so again, it's well. So what you're talking what you're talking about right now is the first two releases. We're up to like the eighth release and additional reporters now digging into this. Okay. And okay. It, it just um, like allowing U.S. Intelli- like DOD intelligence agencies to be mm. running, knowingly running psyops and fake accounts mm-hmm. um, through Twitter. Now, again, I only have a problem with those things if they're directed internally, if they're manipulating the U.S. people. Uh, like running mm. psyops on... Um, you know, opposition countries and enemies that it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty standard, right? It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's the old line, you know, I'm shocked to find gambling here in this establishment from, from Casablanca, mm-hmm. right? Like when spies yeah. get caught in other countries. Yeah. Yeah. We're all spying on each other. Uh, check. Um, but it's just the amount of involvement, the amount of back and forth, the amount of input, the amount of money that the FBI mm-hmm. was paying to Twitter. Uh, for for their staffing hours and going after right. these things man it's uh it's no wonder elon's under a, I, it's really interesting i'm i'm concerned to see all the the ways that things play out i do, elon is approaching this 100% in the same way that he approaches tech which okay. is very messy like when you hear them yes like uh, you know we like space here solison podcast and uh, man, it was a big year for space. We didn't talk about that at all as a recap, but oh, I mean, yeah. James Webb telescope and Artem- so Artemis and Orion being successful yes. and, um, SpaceX averaged more than a f- one flight a week this year. And we'll do more next year. It- it's just insane. And Starlink. And uh, I mean, just a massive year for space. Um, right. but you look at the, the juxtaposition of blue origin, mm-hmm. which is Def, Jeff Bezos's company, right. uh, and SpaceX, um, their, the, the, um, whatever their motto at, at blue origin, it's in Latin. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it is, but it's like step-by-step step ferociously. It's like very, in, yeah. you know, very intentional, slow progression and SpaceX is go fast, break things, get better. Right? right. That's why it's like, hey, we're going to launch Starship prototype. Oh, it blew up. Okay, let's fix what blew it up and fly again. Let's go. Quick, quick, quick. Yes. And yeah. you can iterate. It's iterative design. You can iterate mm-hmm. very fast. So you can advance quicker if you have the time and the margin and the space mm-hmm. and the money to afford to break things a lot. Um, you can You can advance much, much quicker. Elon's doing the same thing with Twitter and it's just much more public and messier of it's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I think this is a good idea. I think this will make things better. Let's do it. Oh crap. That didn't work. Back it off. Let's fix it. Let's try it again. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's 
to the the not like I'm not a scientist, I'm not an engineer, but I, mm-hmm. I get that concept, right? And so if you don't mm-hmm. have that engineering or that if you're not looking at it through that lens of engineering or science, it seems right. very messy and unintentional. And no, Elon's just doing what he does and saying, let's break it and let like let's change. And if it breaks, right. we'll fix it and we'll change. And if it breaks, we'll fix it. Right, because um, that's Elon's motto. Yeah. Right. And so it comes across or it gets painted right now, particularly mm-hmm. by media who isn't very happy about what he's doing by mm-hmm. media. Who's not crazy about having lose about losing their favored status that they once had. Um, they paint it as he's making it up as he goes along and he's flying by the seat of his pants and it's going, no, he either comes up with or get pre- gets presented with what he perceives as a good idea and mm-hmm. says, okay, let's try it. Right. And if it doesn't work, okay, turn that back off. And we'll fix it and, and we'll go again. Yeah. It's fun to watch. I think what he's doing is a good thing. It's fun to watch, but also is it sustainable in the Twitter environment? Because he is just, you know, ballooning money. That's not the phrase. What's the phrase? Hemorrhaging. (laughs) He's hemorrhaging money, Kale. And Tesla stock is down. Twitter stock, you know, that's that's the part that, that kills me in part. So there's been a, a large vocal, powerful group of investors who Mm -hmm. have shorted Tesla stock for a long time. Okay. And he's made them look foolish over and over and over again. And I think, I don't think they have enough juice to drive the story, but I think they're part of it. And I think the media is happy to go along because they don't like, they don't like everything that Elon's exposing right now. Um, so I, I think the negative light they're painting in isn't helping. Like the idea that there's just nobody at the wheel at Tesla because he's also mm-hmm. doing this Twitter stuff. Like Elon can walk and chew gum. He he really mm-hmm. can. He's proven it over and over again. Also, I right. don't think that the Twitter thing takes as much of his brain power and time and effort as they think it does. Um, yeah. I think the Twitter stock, Twitter was probably overvalued to some degree. Like the idea oh, that Twitter right. was more valuable than Ford or GM or Toyota. Um, I th- did I say Twitter or Tesla? Whatever. But I, we all yeah. we all know what I mean. But uh, you know, not to the extent that it's down like seventy percent from its high now, which is ridiculous. Um, because they're still cranking out cars and they're still selling. And I mean, it's like nothing's fundamentally changed about the business. Uh, right. you know, the market has changed some and that's affecting all kinds mm-hmm. of investment. And so that's, that's to play some there too. Um, mm-hmm. I hope, I hope Elon, I hope Elon pulls it off. I hope he sticks it. I hope yeah. he, he keeps Twitter around. It was funny watching. There were a lot of like traditional or left-wing, um, media correspondents and reporters mm-hmm. that found mm-hmm. themselves on the wrong side of actually long-standing uh, Twitter rules with, uh, doxing and giving up locations, uh, that got their, got their accounts suspended. Oh, Um, I saw that. Yeah. And just the wailing and gnashing of teeth. Yep. Um, and watching them respond through other mediums as though they were the first people ever to experience this egregious wrong. It was hilarious. Um, you know, my favorite thing is seeing people use that clip from the one. Oh gosh, what's his name? He got canceled for a while too. Um, Franco, James Franco. Oh yeah, James Franco. Yep. Yeah, the one movie he's in where he's about to get hung. He's in the gallows. And yes, he looks yes, over at the yes. other guy and says, first time." Um, so a lot of people were using that uh, that little meme on them, which was that that gif, which was great to see. 
Um, I did. Did you notice? Um, I'm sure you saw Elon's Twitter poll. Should I get a new CEO? Right. Uh huh. Well, then Snoop Dogg. A couple hours later, did you see his poll? Should I be Elon's new CEO? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought. Can you imagine what a world we're living in? Yes. That Snoop Dogg is responding to Elon on Twitter and they're making a new CEO deal. Now, obviously that was hyperbole, yeah. but oh my gosh, I just was like, what a world. Can you imagine if Elon would have given it to Snoop Dogg? Oh my gosh. I saw some people who just want to watch the world burn suggest Donald Trump. Right. That's glorious. But somebody I saw as what would be a, a really legitimately interesting and, and possibly beneficial mm. situation is if you're familiar with Lex Friedman at all, um, who uh, works with AI at MIT. Lex is a real okay. dry uh, engineer intellectual type, but he understands okay. the tech and he's very interested in human connection and interconnection and communication. Uh, and, mm -hmm. Le and and they're, they're kind of in the same circles, like, in the podcast sphere and, and otherwise. And, uh, you know, Lex is kind of like, I'd, I do it. <laughs> and, uh, I don't, I don't think he's going to end up with it. I don't know who, who the right person is for that. Probably someone we've, we've never heard. It, it probably just needs, man, I don't know. Um, like get, Get Ron Paul. He retired. Get Ron Paul to do it. Who's Ron Paul? Ron Paul is Rand Paul's dad and a legit libertarian oh, wow. and okay. somebody who understands the value of free speech and that the limitation stops at things like yelling fire in a theater and would be fair handed about it and is a middle. He's not a right guy. He's not a left guy. He's a legit libertarian. Elon, mm -hmm. listen, listen to me. I know. I know you're listening. Uh, <laughs> Ron Paul, Scott, he's, he's available. Let Ron Paul do it. So uh, I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen, but, uh, hopefully this isn't, uh, detrimental to, to Tesla in the long term. I, you know, uh, Twitter could fail, not fail, fail. It's been my favorite medium for social media. Yeah. You love it. I've yeah. never been into it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not so sad. It's, um, People are like, oh, Twitter's the meanest. I don't think so. I don't think it's a cesspool, but no worse than any of the others. I do feel like it's somewhat less egotistical than the others and that it's largely a written medium. Um, so it's not so much, you know, look at me at, from the best possible angle and the best possible lighting. And it's just not as much of that. But I do think it's way more has fueled this. I have great ideas and my great ideas need to be heard when actually I'm an idiot and don't need to be talking or responding to someone right now. Yeah. If you're an idiot and you really want people to have listen to your ideas, start a podcast. Of course. That's what all the cool kids do. Yes. There's already, it's out there. That's available. You don't have to do that on, on Twitter. So I don't know. It's just always been and that, like, I don't know. We all act like these things are, anything other than what we make them. I get the algorithms will feed you some stuff, but ultimately you choose what you can follow, what you follow, what you block. You can mute words and hashtags and people on all these things. And for mm -hmm. me, Twitter's just been the best like news and information aggregator available always has been. So I zero in on the things I'm interested. I follow sure. tech people. I follow space people, you know, I, you know, I follow people that I think are fair in the news uh, and lo and behold, I have, you know, 
a, a great feed that's not completely full of garbage. And then I throw in some things to make me laugh. And there you go. Like, listen, people, if you're not on Twitter and you're not following the account for Iowa Hawk blog, you're wasting your time. Iowa Hawk blog. Uh Uh-huh. Fantastic. He's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look him up. Yeah. Him and uh, not Kenny Rogers as well. Solid follow. Okay. Yeah. For a laugh. Okay. For a la- that's all. I, I live my life for a laugh. Don't Let's we? Let's be honest. It's how I make my choices. Don't we all? Yeah. That's pretty funny. So are you, oh, I've wow. seen, I've seen your eyes darting. Are there ghosts in the cabin? There's ghosts in the cabin. The main ghost is I'm trying to text you, but my computer isn't working. I've, I have 10% of my battery left and then what? I'll have to plug in. So I'll have to go off headphones. Um, tech issues up in Pennsylvania today. My goodness. Unbelievable. And of course, I don't remember. Somehow I got logged out of my iTunes. And of course, I can't remember my passwords. I have to log in to where I keep my passwords. <laughs> so yes, my eyes are totally darting. Um, yeah. Amazing. Um, I know. I'm just a hot mess tonight. I'm sorry. It's it's all good. What better way to close out the year for the Solid Seven podcast than just an absolute train wreck? I know. I'm so, sorry. No, it's 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 been a good year. It's been a fun time. This has been. It's a, been a great year. A Before we go off, yes. we have to tell the podcast we saw each other in the flesh. My mom and I came over to the house last week. Got to see you. Had an amazing uh, dance competition by your two children yes. it was fantastic got to see my 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 bestie your wife well um, here's what's funny is that to try to put i actually told the whole story but it was one of the times you had dropped out <laughs> so depending on how we edit the episode this may be the second time the listeners get to hear this but yes it was great seeing <laughs> you guys we didn't we didn't pod because we put the focus on on quality time, not that this isn't, but, uh, and we rarely, I mean, we don't get to see you enough, but we certainly don't That's get true. to see your sweet mama enough. We miss Dr. Joe, so, unfortunately, the way it worked yes. out, he didn't get to come by. Um, yeah, but that's hilarious. It was nice Sorry, to be in person. Listeners, it was great. And just think yeah, if you this. would, if you would listen to the voice of the Lord and move down here to sunny Florida, you wouldn't be dealing with the snow. We could podcast in person. And we could find you a man down here. I it just I guarantee it. I find me a man first, and then I'll come. I don't know if that's the way. This is not a field of dreams type situation. I think it's more okay. of like a must okay. be present to win. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. I'll I'll keep praying. I'll keep praying. Come teach it southeastern. It'll be you'll be fine. It'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. I I, I can look see if there's any openings. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, whatever <laughs> who who knows what 2023 20, has to bring oh I, gosh i feel like we're we're leaving big topics on the table tonight and i just i don't know what they are though it's just a gut feeling in the back of my head we're, we're gonna end the episode i'm gonna be like dang it we should have talked about that thing but i don't know okay, well tomorrow we can do a special for patreon if we remember i don't see why not 
So we yeah. do, we do yeah. again, listeners out there, you won't know this, but the episode that I tease, that first episode of the year, I'm actually, so mm-hmm. we're recording a little bit before Christmas right now. You're listening after yep. Christmas. I hope yep. everyone had a, a wonderful, happy awesome Christmas. Time. It's mm-hmm. always, man, it's, it's always sad. We actually had this in our, we're members of a very large church, but we attend a smaller campus and it's very tight knit family. Uh, and just lost a member this past week. Um, it was a very quick progression of, um, you know, had some issues, ended up being, um, it it was just, it was about six weeks from like fine to, to gone. Um, and it just, you know, it always feels the reality is that these types of things are happening all the time throughout all the year, but man, doesn't it just always feel like it's November, December, Yes. Uh, and you're like, man, this poor family, this poor, you know, it's always that whole it's circle. You're like, you're never going to celebrate this time again without. The same. Um, I know. And you know what? Oh, none of us get out of this thing alive. None of us make it out without mm-hmm. loss and tragedy. And some of it's bound to happen around this time. And, you know, if you, you live long enough, either you're doing this to everybody else, or if you live long mm-hmm. enough, they're going to do it to you. And then you're going to do it to everybody else. It's just, mm-hmm. um, how it goes, but all those things aside, hopefully everyone was able to, to find some joy and some friendship and spend some time mm-hmm. with family. And, uh, you know, rather there's, there's a re, you know, I don't hit on it too often. Right. I always say, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian with a podcast. It's not a Christian podcast, but, yep. um, there is a reason for the season and, and hopefully mm-hmm. that's, that's crossed your radar and you, you spend some time, uh, thinking about that because it is, uh, mm-hmm. it is the best gift. It's a, it's a real deal. And so, uh, and then, uh, you know, new year's ahead of us, but all that to say, I'm going to record the first episode of next year, uh, tomorrow before, before even, Christmas and then through the magic of podcasting we'll just we'll edit that that bad boy together any you the strangarity strike me as like a strong Christmas traditions kind of fam any any big like strangarity must-haves at Christmas time well the house gets decorated before Thanksgiving outside so that the day after Thanksgiving, it's ready for the lights to go on. So they don't go on, but they're all placed. And it is this is really National Lampoons. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that ha- happens. We just made Christmas cookies. Um, the The traditions have kind of morphed because all my siblings are married and have kids. So they've kind of, so I feel like my parents and I haven't gotten a, a good handle on what's our, what's kind of our tradition, the three of us. So. Um, but yeah, there's a certain cookie we only make. That's my great grandma's uh, from Hungary, a recipe. And that's always special. And then I always make cinnamon rolls Christmas Eve. I start them Christmas Eve so that we can eat them Christmas morning. So those are probably our main traditions. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting when, you know, the kids are gone out of the house and now in their own, you know, in my siblings' home. So yeah. we're, I think, figuring out what's our new adult traditions. That's fair. Cinnamon rolls are yeah. a solid tradition for really any reason. They're, so they are there. This is a stupid recipe. It's so good though. I, I you know, I yeah. will say if we're, if we're closing, if we're doing like a, a year in wrap up, if we're closing out, if we're doing some updates, which I feel like we have been, I'll tell you right now, down 20 pounds doing this carnivore thing. Doing, hey. doing, All right. doing All right, Kale. nothing else different and not counting a single calorie at any time. 
great. So I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a doctor. This isn't FDA approved. I'm just telling you people what I've done. It works. There's a lot now. Yeah. Uh, am I super stoked to have uh, a six pound rib roast from Colorado craft beef sitting in the fridge, ready to go for Christmas dinner for the fam? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's too late for you guys to get those yourselves. At this point, for the holidays, you're just going to, if you didn't already order from Colorado Craft Beef for your roast, you're just going to have a lesser Christmas meal than we are here. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's always next That's year. Okay. Uh, but so uh, stoked. Man, I, I, I've been, there's no, I'm not, Colorado Craft Beef isn't a sponsor. I, it was awesome to have Jeff yeah. on. Um, and like, Ever since Jeff sent me the sample box, there has not not been Colorado craft beef in this house. It's, I love it. It's fantastic. I'm just I'm just throwing that that out there. So uh, now you know, will they be a sponsor in 2023? Who knows? We'll see. But uh, no, that's. I mean, I'd love it. I'd love it. But that's that's not in the works. I'm not putting any pressure on them. As long as the beef keeps keeps coming, I'm keeps coming. I'm happy. So, uh, but yeah. yeah, so that's that's been cool, and uh, we're ready. We're ready for, we've, since like 2020, we've all been like, oh, next year. And then the next year is, is also mm. crap. And I, I feel like maybe, maybe I 2023. Be, I think so. I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm hopeful. Yeah. If, uh, if Russia doesn't start a nuclear war, uh, yeah. and if, uh, like China or Iran doesn't take out our electrical grid, I think it could be, uh, I think it'd be a good. A good year. Let's cross our fingers. <laughs> are you are you doing any uh, resolutions? Are you a resolution person? I I like to have uh, goals that I kind of reflect on and just things. What did I love? What brought me joy? What I want to increase? Uh, like what brought me joy this past year? What I so that I want to build on that and reflect. So I actually usually block out the year, the week between Christmas and New Year's to kind of think about that. There's 25 questions I usually go through reflecting and, and looking ahead. So uh, I don't do resolutions per se, or like a word of the year, but I like to kind of think through and um, so, yeah, I definitely am going to do that, but I haven't really started thinking through that yet. Yeah. So that's kind of next week's agenda. I don't begrudge anybody like I recognize it's an obvious inflection point. I get why it lends mm -hmm. itself to that, but I'm also a big, uh, fan of, um, like, you know, the, the best time to plant a tree was yesterday. And the second best time right. to plant a tree is today. So it's yeah. like, if, if you're sitting on like, Oh, I'm going to do this thing. That's going to be good for me in my life. January mm -hmm. one, probably just do that thing now. Just go yes. like get a jump start on it. Yep. Just, uh, yep. and that doesn't yep. just go for, well, I don't know when's this drop December 26th, like, right. uh, May 26th. If you realize you're like, Oh, Hey, you know what? I'd be right. better off if I did this thing. Probably, start it. probably don't wait till January. Probably just do that, that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and, uh, the best way, like, Nobody sticks with their resolutions. The stats on mm -hmm. resolutions are hot garbage. So mm -hmm. I don't know that I'm uh, anti-resolution or pro-resolution. I am anti like the typical resolution formula. Uh, mm -hmm. You're just going to set some obscure goals that you're going to start January 1. Um, right. Here's the thing. If they're obscure, you're going to fail. 
statistically, if they're obscure, you're going to fail. So the point being, uh, what, what do I want to do? Well, I want to lose some weight. Uh, I want to read more. Um, mm-hmm. I want to learn another language. Those are crap goals. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to read one book a month in 2023. Right. That's a much better goal. I want right. to lose X number of pounds in 2023. It's mm-hmm. much better than I want to lose weight. Uh, all right. that to say, uh, or I want to work out X number of times a week. Right. Um, it's right. going to be better than I want to get in better shape. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still probably going to fail at those things. You're still probably going to fit, uh, quit, um, if not before February, during February, statistically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What you need is people around you, not who will right. encourage you, not who will support you, who are doing the same thing. Find people who are also interested in getting better and getting better mm-hmm. in the same way that you are and set right. specific goals. Set a long-term goal, but set mm-hmm. steps in between. Wait till January 1st. Don't wait till January 1st. I don't care. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter. There's no magic mm-hmm. to January 1st. Um, you get to start over tomorrow morning. That's a great time to start. Um, but get somebody to do whatever that thing is Is with you. Uh, Mm -hmm. and you'll be much more likely to stick with it. So there's more science out there behind those things, behind forming habits, behind setting and achieving goals. Uh, negative, um, motivators are a big thing. Like I'm going to do this thing. And if I don't, you commit to like, I'm going to donate to this politician that I hate, but you got to put that out there to people. Like if I don't right, make right. this goal or if I don't achieve this thing, I'm going to give a hundred dollars to X candidate and you put that yeah. out there. So, so uh, negative reinforcement in that way uh, works a it's lot. A also motivator. like micro goals of not, right. I'm going to work out uh, three days a week. I'm going to go to the gym. Doesn't matter if you work right. out. I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to go to the parking lot. Because once you're in right. the parking lot, you'll go inside. Exactly. Um, Tim Ferriss does a great uh, job of breaking down little things like that. So I'm all for self-improvement. Obviously, we're big fans around that around here. It's part of what we love right. about Jocko's content um, and mm-hmm. extreme ownership and um, you know just all of his content. Even really his kid stuff is fantastic regardless of your age. Um, right. So set goals. Be improving. Be getting better. Um, yep. But just calling it a... Uh, what are we talking about? Resolution. Resolution. Yeah, there's no magic no, to it. No magic to the yep. date. No magic to what you call it. Uh, no. Set big goals. Break them up into achievable chunks. Find yes. some chump to do it with you. Yep. And uh, something to work towards. Uh, maybe you want to be more active. You know what? Go to solid7podcast.com right now. Solid7podcast.com right now. Click on the link for Go Ruck and sign yourself up for a star course. Yeah. Like, forget about, oh, I'm going to go run a marathon. You're not going to run a marathon. You're sitting on your couch right now. You don't run. You're not going to run a marathon next year. Right. Go sign yourself up for a 15K Go Ruck Star right. course and have something to work for. And if you don't do it, like, you're out the money. So you've got the driver. Like, oh, I've paid for it. I might right. as well do it. And you know what? You do your thing. You get through that. Um. Maybe you, uh, you sign up for a longer one. Or maybe you do... Uh, like a go ruck basic. And so, you know, obviously I'm talking go ruck specific uh, because we're affiliates and I'm a fan, but I, I believe 
uh, in rucking and what rucking does for you and what that community does for you. Um, you know, but whatever, a, a mud run, a 5K, give yourself something to work towards rather than uh, just uh, some nebulous goal. Uh, list, listeners, again, I don't know if this will stay in, but it happened again. Now, you predicted it this time. We knew a power outage was coming. But I expected to get a 5% notification so that I could then unplug and change the audio, which didn't happen. So, yeah, and of course, my computer won't, will not work. So, <laughs> Well, I... I finished my whole solo diatribe on Perfect. Uh, it was a diatribe, let's be honest. Resolutions and and goal setting. But uh, but hey, where's where's the lie? It was all accurate. So It is accurate. Sometimes and I Sometimes you just got to go off. Becca's new resolution is uh to have just rock solid tech for the pod this year. I think what I'm going to do the next time I'm scheduled to talk, I'm going to email the communications department because they have a whole podcast suite. And I'm just going to ask, how do you run a room? And do I get like professor rights? Like that's probably what needs to happen is I just need to use their studio and then there should be no issues. Right. Well, so the, yes, that would be amazing. Also the reality is that the, uh, the podcast probably needs to come through me i'm talking in generalities here me probably needs to come through and provide you our most frequent guest with uh, a little bit of gear to to be able to do this thing well and so i will say i've been very happy with the the ethereal growth of the podcast i think the podcast as you sit and listen to it now Mm -hmm. is better than you sat and listened to episode one episode 20 you know uh whatever um but this this year you know i'm gonna make some pushes uh to step the game up uh and improve and grow the podcast in less less ethereal ways uh so there's you know I, i i've been slack more slack than i have excuse to be in the online promotion of the podcast and zeroing in and putting out some video content to promote things. Uh, and so if the podcast has resolutions, that that's where we'll step up. And I think those things will, will translate through into the, the podcast was self-sufficient this year, which was awesome. We, you know, we were able to, to hook some guests up with some cases of Jacko go. We were able to uh, snag some additional uh, equipment here and there. Uh, stuff like that. And so, but uh, would really uh, like to see some growth in that area. And, actually, and, the, and the reality is, again, you know, the Solid 7 thing is the name's tongue in cheek. I think if you've listened for more than a couple episodes um, that that you get that. But, um, you know, with complete self-awareness, understanding this is not the best podcast on the airwaves. I I definitely listen to podcasts that were better than mm-hmm. that have big name sponsors and mm-hmm. you know are in full blown studios right. and stuff and uh, there's just no reason no real good reason uh mm-hmm. for that not to be the case here at the Solid Seven podcast so um you know gonna gonna be looking to to push for those things uh, a little bit more this year so that 
Becca can have a microphone and perhaps a 5G hotspot or something, uh, you know, among other things. But uh, not to in any way disparage, to disparage the support that uh, we already have, which, of course, we love our, our Patreon supporters and the occasional... Uh, I, I re-termed it. I think everybody knows about the site Buy Me a Coffee, which is just a way to support creators. But for us, it's it's buy us a Jocko Go. And those yeah. come through every now and then. And of course that's that's all appreciated. But uh uh looking to go we're gonna go bigger in twenty twenty three. So we'll we'll see. I love it. Yeah. So well Bex, great way to close out the year. Appreciate you as always. There's uh good reasons that you are always uh you're, you're our most frequent guest. And I don't see that uh, changing in 2023. So unless you keep calling in from the cabin. so Then it's then it's a no-go. <laughs> to be fair, I did ask to reschedule, but I, you know, it's, yeah. my, it's my fault. I yeah. apologize to the listeners. No worries. So. Yeah. So would, would have loved to admit with uh, two recordings this week and the holidays and stuff. It just, uh, it is what it is. I think our listeners will be quite forgiving and of course your your crew of support always shows up either way More you can do right. no wrong in their eyes so well uh listeners we yeah. love you yeah we appreciate you it has been an awesome year Re- really proud uh, of what we've put out from the podcast this year and uh your how we do it your why we do it happy Rather you're a, a supporter, whether you're a Patreon supporter, rather you just follow the podcast. That's awesome. Like if you haven't already clicked follow or subscribe in whatever app you do, um, do that. If you uh, haven't mm-hmm. already given us a rating or a thumbs up, all that's all support. All that stuff helps. Just telling somebody or, you mm-hmm. know, clicking like or sharing one of our posts. That's that's all support. It's not just the money. And that's awesome. And, uh, you know, maybe that should be your your new year's resolution i'm going to tell more people about the solid seven podcast so that um they can pick up advertisers and i can stop listening to kale pitch mm. patreon at the end of uh, every every episode but if you haven't already do us a favor stop by the website solid seven podcast.com solid the number seven podcast.com you can mm. always find links to the latest episodes there, mm-hmm. like the one that you're listening to right now on like all the providers. So whatever you like to use, the links will be uh, right there. Links to our affiliates, man. Thanks so much. It's been really cool this year uh, to become a GoRuck affiliate. I've uh, so, been such a fan of theirs for so long. So, so cool. Um, not just to be an affiliate, but to, to get to know uh, Jason and Emily and uh, mm-hmm. Cadre DS uh, and just a lot of the team over there, Stevin and PR, uh, been a lot of fun working with them on different things this year. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Origin USA, Jacko Fuel. Uh, man, we're such fans of what they're doing. I have a whole saga with Origin Jeans uh, that I'll share here on the podcast at some point <laughs> that's been going on. And uh, newest affiliate, Tuttle Twins, big believer too in, in their content, what they're doing. Um, click that link. Check If you've got kids um, or just if you graduated from public school, in America, um, go check out their content and uh, use our link and buy it. We'll get a little cut um, and you'll learn all kinds of things that you should have been taught in school and, and just mm-hmm. weren't or that your kids aren't being taught now. Um, always lots of good causes on there. We talked about uh, Sarah Wilkinson 
uh, on here this episode. You can go back and listen to it. We, we re- replayed that as a classic episode not long ago. I think the original was was episode 60. Uh, but there's links to support the Step Up Foundation there, um, links to support the work mm-hmm. they're doing at Blood Origins uh, in mm-hmm. conservation, that type of stuff. Going all the way back to episode 15, our, our good friend, uh, Jose Fajardo uh, battling yes. ALS. There's links to Team Jose there. You can keep up. Uh, with what's going on with him and you can of course there's just all kinds of care and expense and all that stuff that goes into his fight uh with als you can you can click there and throw some support there that way that's a great oldie but a goodie if you haven't ever uh heard that episode episode 15 uh with jose fajardo is a great one so all that stuff right there there's even an easy link uh to rate and review the podcast so you click one link and it will take you to whatever app you're using um, whatever methods they are. And man, I just really can't overstate how important the reviews are, the five-star ratings, subscribing, um, mm-hmm. all that leads into whether or not we end up on like trending pages or on for you pages, uh, and stuff like that. And of course you can, if you choose, uh, you can click there, buy us a Jacko go or two, or even just jump all the way into the deep end and become a Patreon supporter. There's a couple of levels there. Uh, but uh, you can get yourself a better than average coffee mug uh, with your support. You can listen in live to these recordings. Uh, sometimes we throw some bonus content on there. We're going to do some some live Q&As. So we, we try and make it worth your while. It's, uh, it's less than you're going to pay for a movie ticket, and let's be honest, most of the movies now are garbage anyways. Um, so all that at the, at the website, and uh, with that, uh, listeners, I think um, we we have to close with the very very uh, cliche and hokey. We'll we'll see you next year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It, it happened. There's there was you could see it coming and you still couldn't stop it. So wow. Bye, listeners. We're out. The Solid Seven Podcast is fueled by Jocko Go. Engineered for anyone who wants to get after it in life, pre-meeting, pre-testing, pre-negotiation, or pre-mission. If you're looking for an extra cognitive or physical edge, Jocko Go is your force multiplier. With 95 milligrams of caffeine and zero sugar, the keto-friendly Jocko Go will give you a physical and cognitive boost without the crash that you experience with average energy drinks. Visit JockoFuel.com today and you can use our promo code SOLID7, that's S-O-L-I-D-7, to get 10% off your order Get on the path and get after it. Oh, and because lawyers exist, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.